Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott and the Azorian Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or un copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Happy New Year, Maria! Happy New Year! Oh Feliz Ano! Feliz Ano! I can't yes. believe it's 2018. Oh my 2018. gosh. 2018. I mean, where did 2017 oh, go? It just flew, flew by. And especially the last half of the year. Like, I think about, <laughs> what did I do the last six months of 2017? You know, I, I, <laughs> well, to me, the whole 2017 was a blur. And when it came to like the end of the, I mean, there was just so much going on in I both know. of our lives. Well, and I look back at like pictures and, and it says, you know, January or February of 2017. And I think that was 2017. That wasn't the previous year. Like <laughs> that seems like it was so long ago, you know? Well, you know, oh, yeah, I, I think we, we all had different like milestones that we had going through the, the year. And we started the year off like, Boom, boom, boom. We're, we're like yeah. nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. And then it was, you know, I, I can say for myself, it was, you know, filming the series, Maria's Table yeah. for PBS. I mean, it started the end of March and even, I mean, we've done filming, but now we're doing the vo voiceovers, we're doing closed captions, we're doing, you know, translating Portuguese to English. I mean, we're still in the minutia of it. Mm -hmm. uh, But to having, and we still have for airing of spring 2018, but during the whole year of 2017, it was like my brain was Maria's Portuguese table, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. besides Azorian green bean stuff, besides my daughter's wedding, right. <laughs> you know, besides, you know, my daughter, one of my other daughters graduating from college and, and moving away, you know, and, you know, so it was like, And working on your second book. And, and working on my second book. And yeah. it was, yeah, you know, we always talk how, and this is something that you and I both discuss privately sometimes, and that is we are always like, go, 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 mm -hmm, go, mm -hmm, go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and then when we kind of stop for a minute, we're like, oh, my God. Did I just do all that? <laughs> I know. It was funny. At Christmas uh, Eve dinner, a cousin of mine, I hadn't seen him in a long time. <laughs> He said, so do you still have 900 irons in the fire or what's, what's going on? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, 901, to be honest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was really funny. So, but no, I, I feel you. I mean, I think of even the gala, the Palkis gala where we used That's to right. got your work. That was last year. I'm like, no, wait. That was, was last year. That was Two years ago. No, no, no. That was last year. I mean, it was, it feels just like a blur, like you said, but well, the most recent thing was the holidays, right? So Christmas yes. and, and New Year's. And I, I didn't get to cook a whole lot because as we'll let our listeners know, I'm, I'm pregnant. And so yay. things are, yay. yay. And we can, we can talk about that if, if we want, but, um, so I, and I'm supposed to be taking it easy you know, being high risk. And so I can't do a whole lot. So like I didn't make for Thanksgiving, I didn't cook. I didn't get to make my 
my Portuguese stuffing for Christmas. We didn't make any Portuguese dishes. And in fact, you're going to laugh and I hope nobody gets angry at this. But so my grandmother always makes the bolinhos de bacalhau for, okay. for Christmas Eve. And she's 93, 94, I can't remember. And she actually lives in an assisted living place now. So she doesn't have a kitchen anymore. So this was the first year that she didn't make them. And we were all talking and we were like, holy crap, this is going to be the first Christmas ever without bolinhos de bacalhau. Like, wow, that's just insane. And so I said, that can't be. So I went and I bought frozen ones. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say... They were actually really, really good. Okay, well, gonna we're gonna say it's okay because yeah. you are pregnant, yeah, and you are a high risk pregnancy, and you can't, you shouldn't be on your feet for too long, and right. not doing any of that stuff. So we're gonna let that be okay. that go. But we, yeah. so my cousins and I agreed that yes, we have to learn how to make these so that next year we can make them and not have to buy them. Oh my god, it is the easiest, easiest recipe. It truly is. But the only thing is, is it's time consuming for the fact that, yeah, you know, just all um, the steps, right? Yeah. The little steps, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's desalting the cod, mm-hmm. uh, the process that goes through there. And then when you cook it, uh, you can cook it with potatoes right in the same pot mm-hmm. because you're going to be using those potatoes along with the, sure, the that makes sense. That makes sense. then you're going to take the, once the cod is cooked, you're going to take out the skin and the bones or if you're like me, sometimes I do buy the boneless and skinless cod and that's okay, folks. That's all right. It just cuts off that time there. It's, which and is a lot of time, actually. Yes, to, it's a lot of time. and de-skin, it takes a it, while. It takes a lot of time. And it can get and, sticky, right? I mean, so. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, and, there. I'm there. Um, so, and then you're going to have eggs, parsley seasonings like whatever kind of seasoning that you'd like to have your salts uh more salt because if you desalted it mm-hmm. like need a little bit more salt that's where you can kind of gauge and control your salt intake okay. uh, pepper you know if you want uh to have it a little spicy you can add your pimenta moida or your peri peri you know it's that kind of take and um you know, little things that people don't kind of add to it. I also add sauteed onions in it with garlic. Okay. Yeah. I add that little bit and I add that into the shredded cod and the mashed potato and then the egg and the sauteed onions and garlic and parsley. And I do put uh, some pimenta moida because I do like it a little on the spicy side. And then and then once you're working with that and mashing it all up together, uh-huh. you get that consistency where you can take a spoon and kind of everything is all together and you actually do two spoons and you, um, you kind of, how can I explain it? You scoop it with one large spoon and then and, shape it with the other, right? And you shape it with the other and it okay. almost makes like a football shape. So one and, thing you didn't mention though is you didn't mention flour. Oh, well, the thing is, is sometimes if the egg is the binder for that, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I like to roll it in a little bit of breadcrumbs. I know that's not the rule. And sometimes I do put a little bit of either breadcrumbs or flour in it. But most times I don't because I mix that... um, potatoes so well like mashed potatoes like mm-hmm. thick, 
and adding everything else and the egg being the binder. Okay. Um, Because my husband's tried to make them a couple of times and he gets them the little football shape and everything looks great. But then when he puts it in the oil, it all sort of disintegrates. So he read a recipe or I think he was talking to his mother or somebody and they mentioned flour and he said, Oh, okay. He'll try that. And I know that my grandmother rolls, she doesn't put the flour inside, but I think she, once she has the little bowl, she, she rolls, rolls it, it in the flour. In flour. Yeah. And you know what some other people do? They take, once you do that, they don't automatically put it in the, in the fryer. They put it in the refrigerator. Oh, to make it a little hard. Harder. Yeah. Okay. So it stays a little bit. Um, how can I explain it? I've seen that uh, where right, some people right. do that, and it kind of stays more in shape. But I mean, that's easy. And but the thing is, is once again, it's all of those steps. But you could make all of those steps beforehand. Yeah. And that day, you can do that fresh in the morning. You know what I mean? Fry it all up and all that. Well, I was actually thinking, you know, since we did do the frozen ones and. You know, I will say in a bind, if you like want to take some somewhere for an appetizer and you don't have the time to make them and you have a local store that sells the frozen ones, I, I think it's okay. I mean, they were really, they were good. I mean, you yeah. know, and, but I was thinking since. I mean, you in know, that, you, you know what, frozen, you're supporting a Portuguese business. Because yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you could make them ahead of time, right? You can. And then freeze them. Yes. How long do you think that they would last in the freezer? Like a month or so? Yes. I wouldn't go more than that. Okay. I wouldn't go more than that. And would you, how would you wrap them? Would you maybe like in wax paper individually or something so they don't stick together? What would you? Well, see that then it goes back to after you make them, you put them in the refrigerator to get them Uh hard. I would do still do that first before I would put them in the freezer Freezer. or or put them in the freezer in a, uh, a tray and get them cold so Mm -hmm. that, once they freeze up, then individually you can pick it up and put it in the bag. bag or something. Yes. Good point. Really good point. Yeah. Because I awesome. do the same thing when I freeze like berries. Um, oh, okay. You know, I do the same thing when I, especially blueberries. I love blueberries. I love blueberries. And if I can pick them fresh at the, we have a lot of blueberry farms in around this uh, where I live, which is really great. So I'll go pick my own blueberries. Yes, folks, I do pick my own blueberries. And I, I go and what I'll do is I'll wash them, uh, make sure that they're all dry. And then I lay them out on a cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. And I put them in the freezer. And, oh. um, and then I, I freeze it for a few hours, uh, you know, three hours, more than enough time. And then you take them out of the freezer and they're, they're like solid. Yeah. So then they don't stick together. Oh, you got it. And then I put them in my little freezer bags so I can have them throughout the year for my cakes and my muffins and all of that. That's a great, that's a great tip in general. So, because I, uh, Aurelia loves sliders. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, if it's one, it's one of the things I can get her to eat for lunch. So I made, I made my own little slider patties and I, I put wax paper in between them before, but yeah. before I put them in the freezer, but then they still stuck together. Yeah. So I freeze freezing individually and then putting in the bag. That's really smart. You got it. Honey. Really smart. Got, you it. got it. All right. Yeah. So, so we, we had the boulders, the bacalhau and then, then, and unfortunately that was kind of it for us for, as far as like Portuguese food for, for this year. So next year, Oh man, we got to make up for it. <laughs> yes. So yes. what did you have? Oh my God. What didn't I have? <laughs> I, I, 
you know, I, well, as for those that know me well, uh, you know how much I love to cook for others as well as to see everyone enjoy it. So, but I also do enjoy eating it too. And, and as you can tell from the way I look from anyone who's ever seen, oh, stop it. I, I am now even rounder than I was. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you put me at the top of the hill and like, I would roll down to the bottom, you know, oh my God. like Stop. a right now yeah you know for those that watch uh, uh what do you call it the factory the chocolate factory oh there. Willy Wonka yeah yes and remember mm-hmm. the one who ate the blueberry and turned into a large yep. big blue yep. oh, that's me, yep. right? that's me. so a little just a little side tangent you will totally laugh about this so I you know this is my chances are this is probably the last time uh, I'll be pregnant right so it's like you know free for all and I'm I'm not holding back at, at, at you know at all in terms of what I'm eating. Yeah. But when I went to the doctor, she said, "You lost a pound this week and so far in your pregnancy you've only gained like a total of a pound." She said, "I don't want you dieting." And I said, "I'm not dieting." Oh said, my god. And she said, "Well, you're not eating enough." And I said, "Excuse me?" I said, "No one has ever said that to me in my life." So like, can you say that again? She goes, yes. She's like, you need to eat more. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I've never had anyone, even when I was pregnant, ever yeah. say that to me. And Adrian was in the room with me and I looked at him and I said, am I dying? And he's like, no. And I said, I have wow. you know, a, a box of donut holes on my counter that I eat daily. Like there's no... <laughs> It was so funny. You so. know, Angela, maybe this is like the change of something where, you know how some people, um, like, of course, gain weight when they're pregnant, and then it, it's very hard for them to lose weight after. And, you know, I can't blame my weight gain on pregnancy anymore. I mean, my oldest daughter <laughs> is in her 30s, so I, I can't do that anymore. Uh-huh. But, yeah, maybe this is a change in where now it, it'll, yeah, maybe you've got that. There's people out there who <laughs> eat and eat and eat and you know it and they yeah. don't never gain anything. And you I go, know. Oh my God, why the hell can't I be like that? From Maybe now you've turned that, that around oh. the corner, Angela, and you're going to be just like that. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, please. Oh my God, that would be fantastic. And that I can move vicariously through you <laughs> <laughs> and go, Angela, eat that for me, please. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Let God. Me Let me know how that is. That would be uh, a dream. Uh, yeah. I, um, I baked a lot. Uh, I made, of course, my, uh, my coconut lemon cake, which the girls all love. Of course, I had to make some quesadas de leite because mm-hmm. again, that's something that they love. Rice pudding is, you know, you got to do that. You've got to mm-hmm. have rice pudding on the table. Right. I made uh, molasadas because again, it's Christmas time. You don't, you know, you don't, for, for me, especially, I don't make them that often throughout the year. There's specific times of the year that I like to make them. And that is around All Souls Day, which is the beginning of, um, you know, November, like the beginnings of November, because it was my sister Adeline's birthday. And my mom would always make malasadas during that time. Um, and Christmas time, Easter time, that was pretty much the only time we would have malasadas. So, East, uh, Christmas would not be the same without it. So I made a whole bunch of malasadas. And then I, from all the sweets that I made, I made so many. My girls, who are the tiniest things, thank God they all take after their father. 
And, but they enjoyed everything. And at the point they were like, okay, I'm going to have a little piece of this, a little piece of that. little piece. So I made too much for the molasabish. Mm-hmm. And I had molasabish left over, which is like, that does not of. happen. No. That does not happen in my no. home. No. And I did something with them that is going to blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what I had, well, the thing is, is with molasabish, you make them, they're made to be eaten that day. Yeah. They're made to be eaten fresh and warm, uh, but that day. And again, the next day, they're not going to be the same. They start no. getting wire. They're getting a little harder. Yeah. And I mean, you can throw and, them in the microwave, but it's still not quite it's the still same. Not, oh, yeah. And sometimes, I, you know, microwave doesn't do it for me. Sometimes I put it in the oven. Oh, okay. And it makes it crispy, which yeah, is kind of different. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So I have all this extra molasadas. And of course, being the good old Portuguese woman that I am, I'm like, I can't throw these out. I mean, what am I going to do with them? Um, what can I make with them? And I'm like, uh, I wonder how it'll be if I make bread pudding with it. Oh my God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Get out. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm like, okay. Uh, because I do this every time I have like leftover breads. Oh, anytime. I my. always make bread. Oh, I always make bread pudding. And I'm like, okay, I wonder how it'll taste. I mean, what's the chances? It's good. I mean, it's going to be the, the, the custard in it and molasada. I mean, how bad can it be? Bad. Oh, bad. Like, oh my, my God. God. I, I can't even. Okay. So you have to come visit and you have to come make me some because, oh my God. <laughs> it was, oh my God. it was incredible. I don't know why more people out there Are do not that? make molasaba bread pudding because it is fantastic folks well, so and it's this, it's yeah. the same way i use the same recipe that i make for my bread pudding okay except for instead of bread i used cut up molasaba and by maybe and a little less maybe a little less sugar right because the yes already i did sugar on as them. a matter of fact i did i did use a little less sugar and on top what i did is i used um uh, brown sugar on top of it okay. um, before it went in the oven. So it kind of caramelized the, the top parts. Okay. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so fantastic. This kind of, so this kind of brings up a thing that I think would make an interesting discussion, which is, so both like new Portuguese recipes that people come up with that aren't, you know, super traditional, but then also your like favorite ways to utilize leftovers of Portuguese food, because wow. you're, Malasada bread pudding, aka heaven in a dish, um, reminds me of making a French toast with masasvada, sweet bread. Yes, yes. Which is delicious. I mean, people make um, French toast with brioche, right? And so, if and that is uh, that is the Portuguese brioche. It's very close, right? And so that's delicious. Whoever, if you haven't done that, and you have some leftover sweet bread in your house, absolutely make some sweet bread or some French toast with it, and it it freezes really well too. Um, yes, it so does. you could make like a whole batch and then you could freeze it and then take it out. But so what are some other things that you've done with leftovers of Portuguese food that, you know, there's always the, the pastel, right? Like when you have leftover fish or leftover, whatever, you kind of yes. mash it all up into a pastel and you make it right. But what yes. are some other, what are some other things that you've done or, or new things that you've tried? Oh my goodness. You know, and the funny thing is, is 
And I think we've talked about this before. I mean, leftovers are elevated sometimes. Yeah. To a different dish that sometimes I like even more than the original dish. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because you've got all all the seasonings from all the different, especially if you're mixing everything together. Yeah. Because then you have like all those seasonings all together, right? And all the flavors all together. And and you were talking about using the fish and the potato and all that. I, I do... I do well. My mom would call that a torta. Uh, oh, okay. And, and so she would say, uh, you know, we were having a torta tonight, mm-hmm. and the torta would be depending on what we had at home. So it, there would be uh, beef. There would be because the the two days before that she made a roast. So for the roast, uh, she would take sometimes the meat and she would grind it down. Um, and then she would add the pieces of, um, the potato and the, the chorizo and the carrots and all of that other stuff and cut it down to small little pieces. Mm -hmm. And then she would add it to eggs. Uh, the egg would go in it and it would go in the skillet again. And it would be a torta, uh, carne, which would be fantastic. And then other times is it's taking all of that and wrapping it in a dough. Exactly. I was going to say, well, my, so my grandmother used to make a pie. She would take like all the leftover uh, meats and vegetables or whatever and put it in a pie crust. But but then to your point, almost like making um, like hot pockets or something. Right. Right. And the thing is, is it would be um, salgach. That's one of the, one of those, uh, you know, what everyone calls a, what is it? The Spanish have an empanada. You know, right, we, have, right. We, we all have all our different things of how do we not throw this away? How do we keep reinventing this meal that we right. just made and making it so that it our family is going to enjoy it? Yeah. So if you take all that grounded up beef or cut up, I mean, literally, she would take the hand grinder and grind down the meat, uh, the meat. Mm-hmm. So now it was all like in small little pieces and then she would chop up by hand all the, the vegetables and all of that stuff. And then you would do that. It, it's a very easy dough and it's, it's water, it's flour and, um, and it's a little bit of uh, salt in it and, mm-hmm. and, and it's done in on top of the stovetop and, um, mm-hmm. And you turn, it, it's very, it's, how can I explain it? It's really, uh, let me see. Let me see if I can, if I can remember how this goes here. It's, it's really, truly easy. You can do it with water. Or you can do it with milk and it's just a, how does it go here? It's like a couple of cups of, of flour to like one cup of milk or water and a little bit of salt. And you're going to literally bring the water to, first you're going to bring the water to a little uh, boil. You're going to add the flour in there. And the whole time you're stirring it really fast with a little bit of salt in it. And you just keep turning it and turning it with a spoon. Keep, you know, keep Mm -hmm. stirring it, stirring it. And all of a sudden it's going to become like a paste. Hmm. Well, that's your dough. Hmm. You're cooking down the fluid or the water in it. Uh, whether it's the milk or the, or the water and you're making this, this dough. So, and it's really easy to do. You do this all in the stovetop. And then what you do is you let it rest and you take, I've seen a couple of different ways to do it. My mom would just roll it out, let it rest a little. 
Mm-hmm. Then once it, you could touch it by hand, uh, this of course once it was done, it would go onto the counter or on the st- on the countertop with a little bit of flour underneath, and let it rest and enough that you can touch it because it's really hot coming off the stove. Mm-hmm. And she would literally just roll it all out and then take a nice um, like big drinking glass with a nice mouth on it, the nice wide mouth. And she would make circles all along that dough oh, and then roll out the okay. dough again, okay. make more circles. Okay, and she would add a spoonfuls of the, um, that mixture she just made and put it on the top and then close it up like a half moon and use her fork or to kind of do the indents. And once again, lay it all out, uh, roll it in breadcrumbs again. And you would fry that. Oh, my God. And how can, now you've just taken a roast and you've made that now into stuff that, you know, you're like enjoying in a whole different way. Right. Um, And you've added the frying. I mean, anytime you fry something, I don't care what anybody, I mean. Well, it reminds me of um, when you went to San Miguel and the guy that made like cozido in a in a risol or something, right? It was like, yes. oh, same he thing, made, right? He made it into a small, um, yes, it, it was, it, it was almost like, um, like a small cigar, like kind of, it was oh, round. Like, okay. So like your croquette cardinal, yes. but, but more, it, but the cozido stuff, right? Yes. But it, 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 yes, it was just, it was amazing. Just amazing. So, well, um, one of the things I um, I like to make on my own, which isn't necessarily a Portuguese thing, but I like to make my own breadcrumbs. And I had a big leftover sweet bread and I thought, well, I can make breadcrumbs out of this. But then I thought, well, what would I bread with it? What would you, because usually I add seasoning to my breadcrumbs, right? Salt, garlic, powder, yeah. and parsley and, you know, kind of blend it all together. So what would you bread with sweet bread breadcrumbs if I made that? Oh, I mean, I guess you could use it maybe like on top of a pie or something, or maybe as a crust. Could you make a crust with it? Yeah, why couldn't you? You take that breadcrumbs, you put it in your um, your uh, mixer or your, um, what do you call it? Oh, my God. A food processor. A food processor. Thank you. And just add a little bit of melted butter. And then you would take that. That would be a pie crust. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have some ideas. Oh, my God, because I do that with Blasha Maria. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's, that's how I make my Blasha Maria pie crusts. Okay. I, I take the Blasha Maria and I crumble it down. And I actually use the food processor to get it to a breadcrumb uh, consistency. Right. And then I add melted butter and pulse that and, and pull it onto the crust. And th- that's your... That's your pie crust. There you oh, go. Because I actually do find that we do have sweet bread left over quite a bit sometimes. It's just you one do. of those things. Yeah. I, I mean, we're just not a big, believe it or not, we're just not big bread eaters, mostly for dietary <laughs> reasons. Not because yeah. we don't like bread, but, you know, just try to stay away from it. But, you know, it comes Easter time and things like that. Everybody brings one. And so yes. then we, just, we have some left over because not everybody could eat what they brought. So, right. um, right. but yeah, no, that's a brilliant idea for 
a pie crust. That would be great. Yeah, or even if you made like a pie and then sprinkled it on top, maybe is like a absolutely. A oh my god, I have this. Um, it's on. It's for book two. Um, I already have that. Even though I already have it, if I'm not mistaken, I think I also have it in my website. I make this chocolate fudge pie with the blossomedia crust. Ooh. Which would be fantastic with yeah. a sweet um, bread crust. Th- that that would be that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then I also I also like a savory. I like sweet and savory together. Uh huh. See, having leftover sweet bread in my home that's very rare. <laughs> that's, that's very rare. But again, it's very rare to have molasadas left over too. But, you know, now people are a little bit more cautious about, mm-hmm. um, you know, calories and yeah, calories mm-hmm. and, you know, and again, I made so much sweet stuff. I mean, to the point where I, I made too much. I did. And, and everybody who was coming in to visit or whatever, they left with food. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how, how things are. And it's always yeah. the, mom, you don't have to make as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's like, I think I've said it in a podcast before that it's kind of a badge of honor to like, you know, people come uh, over and I would rather have people leave our house full and think, yeah. and maybe even taking a little Tupperware of something with them versus yeah. leaving our house hungry and, you know, having to stop by McDonald's on their way home because right. they didn't get enough. So it's like, right. come on. The the good Portuguese hospitality is you make. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't get out of that. I yeah. really can't get out of that. But then my um, my 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 justification is that you always have good leftovers. Yes, and you can then make all these wonderful things we've been talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, speaking of your new book, is there any recipe that you can share with us that you're that's going to go in there, or is it oh all top God. secret? Um. Oh my God. Well, of course I'm definitely putting the molasada bread pudding. pudding. Uh, I mean, once that happened, I'm like, Oh, this is a no brainer. This this has to go into book two. Yeah. And one recipe that's really close to my heart is the baked beans that my mom would make. Okay. And that's in book two. And I, you know, of course I made some over the holiday because you can't just have we do love pork. I mean, as Portuguese people, we do love our steaks and all, and I, it, but we do love pork. We're kind of heavy on the pork sometimes. And I made um, ribs um, because you've got to have ribs along with the turkey and the ham. How funny. <laughs> I, well, I have to say, I've never had ribs for a holiday, but that's that works. Oh my God, you've never had pork ribs? Well, you'd have the pork loin or the crown or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. But I love the ribs. I, I really love the kshtalash. I, I love that whole, mm-hmm. you know, pork back uh, kind of stuff. And it, it would be in addition to, there would always be a fish dish. There would always be mm-hmm. a okay. fowl dish, which would be the turkey. Okay. And then there would be pork. And um, we would always have, it wouldn't just be one. It would be like in each of the family, you know, which one would go? <laughs> so with the pork always came the the baked beans and um it it really is like I it is just 
I make it and it's like my mom was making it now. Mm. I, I've, I've tried it so many different times to make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah. Because like, I really do make the recipes several times. Yeah, you have to. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it comes out okay. But, you know, I, I'll still have someone who'll make it and it won't be exactly the right way or whatever. Um, but I, I do... I do try to do it so many times. So I've got it. It's, it's down. It, it's absolutely <laughs> perfection. And I, it's the one recipe where I'm like so excited to share. I mean, there's bacon back in it. There's shreddies. There's, wow. I, I mean, it's just. It's, and what, what kind of beans does she use? It's the pinto beans, the white pinto. pinto beans. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're just um, the consistency of them are, um, they're very smooth. And um, I use, of course, the ones that real beans that you soak overnight, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, not out of the can, which, um, you know, there's some people who love that idea of using it out of the can. But, um, you know, the mm-hmm. I go by well, that's for a quick, that's for like a quick job, right? Right. Trying right. to soak them and do it overnight and all that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm really excited about that one. And, and going through all of them again and putting them in order mm-hmm. of uh, is is really like oh okay more of my babies. <laughs> it's literally they're like my babies. Yeah. Um, and I love every recipe that's going to be in book two again, and it's a continuation of book one, which I thought book two would be all desserts, but no, it's a continuation of book yeah. One. And I think book three. Book three. Uh, well, book three, I have to think ahead, you know, book wow. three, I'm, I'm heading off to the different islands. Okay. Yep. I have some people already that have said, please come to, you know, this island, please come to this island, mm-hmm. come and see us here, come mm-hmm. see us there. So, because every island has their own specialty. Right. So are you going to do um, Madeira as well? And, and I will do Madeira um, okay. as well. And But that's a whole different archipelago of three islands. I know. That's that's a whole different... I think it, you know, it just... We have so many amazing recipes that are just out there that are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see book three as the other... Working with the other Azorean islands and doing stuff in Pico and Tercera and Fayal mm-hmm. and San Jorge, Santa Maria, Graciosa, you know, I'll try to do Flourge and Curve, but you know, those two, those are islands are, are the furthest out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see Flourge. Uh, I hear it's the one of the, um, it's like San Miguel, but in a smaller version and less okay. touristy. Hopefully, I'm saying this now, and all of a sudden it'll get all touristy. <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, it's like still very untouched. Um, so I would love to see that island. And Kurvu is like the smallest island mm-hmm. in all of our Azorean archipelago of islands. There, it's the smallest of the nine, and it only has, if I'm not mistaken, under 500 inhabitants. Mm-hmm. I actually in know. Island. I actually know somebody from Cordova who lives here in San Jose. So if you need a connection. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. You know what? And maybe that's what I'll, I'll do before I head out to these islands, to all the other islands is to say, okay, guys. Hey, what do I do? 
What do I need yeah. to see? Who do I need to see? Who do I need to talk to? And um, but I have already a couple of names for Interseva, which I am so looking forward to that. And I I wanna I wanna be able to make Alcatra and and yeah. make it and work with and cook along with, you know, the people that know how to make it. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me is, I, I cannot wait. And it's Alcatra of fish, Alcatra of chicken, Alcatra of meat. It isn't just, you know, right. your, your Alcatra is made all kinds of different ways. ways. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to, when you go to Tresaida, you have to visit our buddy, uh, Luis Lorenzo, who used to run Bacalao Grill here in San Jose. And then he moved, he moved, he's from San Jose, lived here his whole life, moved back to Portugal, moved back to Seda and opened up a restaurant. Wow. So, yeah. It's called Louis place. So when you go, definitely let me know. And I'll, he's on Facebook and everything, but I'll, I'll you'll, you'll get a hold you'll, of Louis. You will love him. Like, honestly, you won't ever want to leave his place. <laughs> he's one of those guys that just makes you feel so at home and welcome. And like, he's your long lost cousin that you, yeah. you know, can just yeah. talk to for hours and hours. He's a really good guy. Yeah. And so. then, you know, it'll be, you know, going, I've never been to Porto. I would love to go to Porto. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, you know, but I think mainland cooking or mainland, um, I would want to go, I think, uh, I would love to go up like near the mountaintops. I want to yeah. go up there. And because, um, yeah, I want to do world cooking. Sure. sure, sure. Um, I, I don't want to do the new wave of the, I, I want to cook with the old ladies up in the mountains. <laughs> I want to be in the kitchen with them. I want to be with the flush up there. Um, that's, that's how I see. Um, that's how I see or what I would love to do with that. But yeah. yeah. So two is a continuation of what, um, what I've done. Three will be foods from the other islands. Um, I need, I need to do that. I need yeah. to do that. It's, it's right to do that. Um, I, of course I did San Miguel because I'm from San Miguel, but I need to show love to all the other islands and, um, and they need it and they deserve it. So yeah, so I'm looking, right. I'm looking forward to it. Technically you could have nine books, right? <laughs> you know, I could, but I, um, yeah, I could do a book for every island. I mean, yeah, there right? is just there is just so much that's um, the history of each island. Not just, and you know how I, I don't see a recipe just for you know the ingredients. I want to see what is behind that recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right on. So it's there's so much, so much. So it's this just means Angela. This will, there's no rest for the oppressed. <laughs> we just, we're just going to keep going and never stop. <laughs> but you know what? I'm convinced. I'm convinced that that's that kind of stuff that keeps us going. Right. Because so I don't know if I ever told you about my grandmother who's 93 and she lives in this assisted living place and she has, she's whatever club she's in, she's always president or, you know, in charge of something and she's always doing something right. Yeah. So she, uh, up until last year when she moved into this place, she was driving, but I mean, it's in our DNA that she's always doing something. So even in this place, they have, um, like a, 
a residence. I don't know. It's it's un, unofficial, but it's like a guild, right? And so all the residents get together and they select a representative that's going to go to management with their complaints or their requests or whatever, right? So it's like the lead resident, right? Yep. And who do you think did they elect to to take this position? <laughs> My grandmother. And I'm like, of course, you're 93 and still have to be in charge of something. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? So that's going to be us. Right. But again, it I think it like gives you something to look forward to. Of course, there are those people who will say, you're running yourself into the ground. You're stressing yourself out. And there, there is an element of that. But I don't know. I just feel like there's so much to be done and so many cool things to experience and do that, you know, to live life completely on vacation is just kind of a waste, you know? Yeah, I, know. I agree. I, I agree. I, I see it as my, and I think I've had this discussion with you personally, you know, I think, especially with losing my parents, um, you know, in my thirties, I know life is too short, Yeah, you know, and um, I, I think if we don't do what we love, if we, um, I mean, just, just do the things that we are enjoying to do. Yeah. It's not like the things that we're doing, we're hating every minute of it. The right. reason why we are doing so much is because we love so much that we do. Yeah. And um, so, and we have a limited time here. We have a limited time. So I don't want to waste it. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, right there with you. Yeah. I really get it. Yeah, because it's one of those things too, where I I've realized that now more than ever, having you know made the transition to working from home so that I can work on, you know, the book and some of these other things, and even this podcast that we do together. Yeah, compared, compared to my regular work, which you know I have good clients and and the work is good and, and I enjoy it, but man, do I enjoy this other stuff so much more? You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's like. Now, I wake up wanting to record a podcast or work on the book or just tap into the Portuguese network in some way, somehow, or the Palka stuff. You know what I mean? Right. All right. I, because I, that's I, all fun. Yeah. It's all fun. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you out there listening again, I mean, Angela and I keep saying this to you guys, and that is, you know, you, you know, we need to work because we need to pay the bills. And, but in the meantime, you know, if you want to start off on the side doing things that you love, and maybe that thing on the side that you really love takes off, and it becomes the one that pays the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it can be done. It can be done. It can. And um, and I, I know there are you out there that are listening that are going, yeah, let me try it. Mm-hmm. You know, try it. Try doing a little bit. And um, yeah, it just just. Life's too short, folks. You've got to enjoy it. You got to Absolutely. take it and run with it. And in the meantime, Miss Angela, you mm-hmm. are working on your second book, aren't you? Um, second and third, actually. Yes. Yeah, second it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's you know because all of us that are working on it, both the the friend of mine who does the illustrations as well as uh, the friend who does the the actual layout. I mean, so everybody can be very happy that this book is completely put together by Portuguese women. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's been really great to work on, you know, but we all have full-time jobs. So it's something that we've done in our, in our spare time. And so it's taking a little longer, but yeah, we're doing, um, actually technically three because we're doing an updated version of Linda Menina where, okay. 
were doing a more complete translation of the text. So in the original book, it was just uh, a couple of sentences per page that was uh, translated. Yeah. Now, now it's everything. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it used to be like just the dialogue from, from the mom was in mm-hmm. Portuguese, but now the, all the text is in Portuguese as well. And then okay. there'll be Linda Menino. Mm, nice. So same book, just boy version. And then um, Numerus, Cores e Frutas. So numbers, colors, and numbers, fruits. colors, and fruits. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very a, nice. So that's not really a story. It's more of like a learning book, but it's really cute. It's a really cute, cute book. And then I have another one that's going to take a while to come out uh, just because the illustrations are going to be pretty detailed, but it's all about going to the festa. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, so the text is written, but the illustrations are going to take a while for that one. But I'm really excited about that one. So yeah, so in the meantime, we have these other three coming out and they'll all be available on Amazon and uh, both on-demand print, but also um, Kindle version and then hard copy version probably. So yeah, so it's been really fun. And I know... um, your book sells, of course, here in Fall River at Portugalia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, so the last time, I mean, I love that whole family. And mm-hmm. but the last time I was there, um, I was talking to Michael and Michael, I had said, oh, you've got, you know, you had the book there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this book. I bought it for all my girls, even though, you know, <laughs> one day it'll be, you know, for my grandchildren to make sure, it, you know, gets passed on and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you know, people want to know if we have like the little boy version. And I said, she's working on that. She's yeah. absolutely working on that. Yeah. And so it's coming. Uh, so you can tell people the little boy version is coming. And sure. I said, she's going to have a lot more. She's going to have a whole series of books. And so he said, well, um, is she ever going to come up this way? Because maybe we can do a book signing up here. <gasps> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so, so we need to figure that one out, young lady. But I know you've got to have, um, you're going to be really busy for um, for a while now with the baby. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, um, I, not only for the book signing, but I just want to get to that store, period. Uh-huh. And, and for our listeners, a little, little sneak treat little sneak peek we are doing an episode with michael benavides yes so we are talking about portugalia um but man i just that store just from the pictures i i want to like pitch a tent and live there oh my (laughs) god it it really is like a little mini it's for those that live around here that are in driving distance to it we're very lucky that's all we can say that's all i can say we're very lucky to have that store I'm glad you, I'm glad you realized that. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I do. I really do. And um, because it, it really is a beautiful store. I mean, I think anyone who wants to have a store like that needs to see it as a prototype uh, mm, of what sure. to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere else. If, uh, if Michael and the family doesn't want to <laughs> go around. around it. It. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I'm excited um about that episode to to be published, but also no, for sure we'll have to get out there. I mean, yes, you're going to have um, to come out. You're going to have You know, I was out there. I was out I there know. this past year. I so know. it's now your turn to come out here. <laughs> I know, but see, I have to go out there for a, like a whole week. That's just, you know, a weekend's not going to cut it. We're going to have to do, you know, a good amount of time. 
Uh, I do have a spare bedroom. Hello. Hello. All my girls are moving away. Okay. (laughs) I do have a spare bedroom, Angela. Okay. Done. It's a deal. (laughs) I just got to pick a date, but done. You don't have to twist. You don't have to twist my arm anymore. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You come over, you stay with me. I feed you. What, what else do you want? I mean, really? (laughs) (laughs) Except, except at that point, the doctor will be like, okay, now you do need to diet. You can't, uh, <laughs> you yeah. can't just eat everything you want uh, anymore. Yeah. But uh, well, um, Maria, as always, an hour has blown has by. It really, it oh has. It has. But well, we we were long overdue for this. We were um, long overdue, and yeah. and I think I, originally I had said to Angela, we, we need to say "mia culpa, mia culpa, mia gran culpa," because <laughs> we really let you guys down for half of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we really, we really screwed up on that part guys. And we apologize, but we were so, so yeah. busy. Please, please yeah. know we were not just, you know, sitting on our resting on our laurels, eating bonbons. It was, no, it was a crazy, no. crazy year for both of us, but we're back and we're we have, back. we have a really great lineup of uh, interviews already scheduled yes, um, to record. And so it'll be, it'll be another good year. Of really It'll be another good year. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, yeah. if people have suggestions for us and yes. want to recommend somebody to us, please, you know, message us on our website or on Facebook. That's the uh, best way to get a hold of us. And, yeah. and really what would really, 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 really help us is reviews on iTunes because the yes. more, the more reviews that we have, the more chances our other people will find us. Right. As they're doing searches. Yeah. And this year we are going to start advertising here on Mm -hmm. um, our Portuguese table. So we have a few people that are interested in advertising, but if there's Portuguese companies out there that are hearing this and would also like to be um, interested in advertising on our Portuguese table, I'll let Angela and I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what else? I, I think that's, well, that's it. it for now, but you know, and if you haven't subscribed, I mean, good Lord, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting Come for on. Exactly. <laughs> you're a little lazy there, aren't you? I know, ah. I know, I know, but, um, yeah, a próxima. I mean, this is, próxima, which is not going to be very long. I think we're, we're no. doing one what, tomorrow. <laughs> we are doing another one tomorrow. See folks, we are picking, we are up. cranking them out. We are going to crank them out and you're going to love them. Yep. And um, I can't wait to hear your responses. And um, yeah, to 2018, let's have a great year, everyone. It was a great year. Happy New Year, everybody. Feliz ano. Yes. Até a próxima, querida. Até a próxima, Maria. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.